You know, last Sunday we started our series, Rebuilding Life, Rebuilding Life series, and we have Pastor Ray in giving an encouraging message, reminding us that Jesus is our master rebuilder. And our encounter with Jesus is always life-changing, a life-changing event that, that as we encounter Him, our worth and our new identity are realized. As Jesus rebuilt our life, he, also, he, not, he did not only give us a new identity, but He also invites us to live a new life. Sabi mo, new life. A new life that described in John chapter 10, verse 10. Sabi sa John chapter 10, verse 10, He says, The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So that is the desire of Christ, that our life will be living abundantly. But what is an abundant life? Many times we define abundant life based on our perception and concept, or based on concept of the world. Let me show you a few. I did a Google research in some, uh, what is abundant life, or abundance. And I went to this forum, and sabi nito, lalaki nagpost, abundant life is about money, gifts, Offering status. You know what he's going through. He said he defined it. Having more of this means abundant life. Then I, I googled again and it said abundance. Ito ang, you know, pag nag-google ka, makita mo the definition. It says here, notice the image there. Wealth, money, prosperity. There's nothing wrong with those things. God blesses us with those things so that we can live a life that will be a blessing to others. It's how you use money. How you pursue it. Will it master you or will it be your servant? So these are some definition of abundance. And I saw um, a picture. It says here, abundance, a definition of abundance. Ito si Joker. Sabi niya, the ability to do what you need to do when you need to do it, period. Yun abundance sa kanya. However, if you look in the scripture, it's, just, it's more than the temporary things that we acquire in this world. If you look in the scripture, the definition of abundance life is about this. Abundant life in God's word is this. It's a life that's abiding in Christ. It's a life that's bearing much fruit. It's a life that would put His priority, that His priority is the kingdom of God and His righteousness. An abundant life is a life that would journey with Christ. Abundant life is one who's becoming more like Jesus. Therefore, if we all desire to rebuild our life, to have that abundant life, it's a call for us to have a Christ-centered life a life that is pursuing and imitating Jesus, a life of discipleship. You know, Dallas Willard said this statement. He said, perhaps the greatest malady, problem, or disorder in the church today is convert to Christ who, have no, who are not these disciples of Christ. A clear contradiction in terms. This malady affects everything the church life and in large measure accounts for a low level of spiritual nutrients in our local congregation. He said, to counter this sad state of affair, 
we must determine that regardless of what others do, our intention is to come under tutelage or instruction of Jesus Christ, our ever-living Savior, teacher, Lord, and friend. He said there is much more we can do to over our disciple-less Christianity. Jesus, our ever-living teacher, will show us the way. Today, as we look into God's word, I pray that God will speak to each one of us, that we will be able to hear his still small voice telling us, follow me. I've entitled this sermon, Following Jesus, it's Rebuilding Life Series Part 2, and we'll be referring to a few verses in the gospel. Let me read to you. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18, 20, he says, While walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately, they left their nets and followed. Let's refer to Matthew chapter 8. Now, when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side. Verse 19, And a scribe came up and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds of air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Follow me and leave the dead to bury his own dead. Then Jesus said in chapter 16 to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeit his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Let us pray. Lord, we desire that our life will be rebuilt. I pray that this time that you rebuild our life, may you show us your blueprint. May you show us what you, your design. May you show us your way. Because at, at times, Lord, we have our own ideas. We want to rebuild our own life in our own terms. But Lord, as we look in your scripture, may we hear your voice speaking to our hearts, calling us to follow you. Because following you, being your disciple, imitating you, is a call to have that life of abundance. I pray, Lord, that you help us as we look in your word today. Holy Spirit, have your way. Rebuild our life as we follow you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You see, in our reading, you, you notice there's one common phrase that was repeatedly used. is the phrase, follow me. Sabi natin, follow me. Follow me. You know, today we'll be focusing on that keywords, those phrases. Sabi, follow me. Hindi, follow. Follow me. 
We'll be focusing on that phrases, follow me. Because each time Jesus would say these words, if had certain weight that we should never, ever ignore. The phrase follow me or the word follow in Greek, akoleteo. And it has two common expressions of being used in the, in the gospel. When this word follow or follow me first, when it's addressed to a certain group, what it means is this. It's a physical activity. Sumusunod-sunod lang. Pag sinabing follow sa, sa scripture and it's Jesus is telling or somebody narrating or the writer is telling a certain group, what it means is just merely following. Sumusunod. Physical. But when this word follow me is addressed to an individual, in address to a person, address to the disciple, it has a different meaning. This phrase, follow me, when it's addressed to a person, it means this. It's a call to a lifetime journey of master-student relationship. It's a call to embrace a life of another. It's a call to conform to, conform to a specific way of life, conduct, and purpose. It's a call to be a disciple. Oftentimes, we have limited understanding. Pag sinabi natin discipleship, is just the class. But it's more than that. It's our walk with the Lord, our experience with Him. So when we say, when Jesus says, follow me to an individual, it's calling that person to come, join me. I will teach you, I will help you, I will guide you. Let us look how Jesus called the disciples. First, last week, Pastor Dan shared about Matthew. Nagbibiling si Matthew, tas biglang tinawag siya. Ngayon, we will look to another person, si Peter. And just read in how Jesus called Peter. In Matthew chapter 4, he says here, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, si Simon who called Peter and Andrew his brothers. Casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets and followed him. When you look at this verse, parang ang bilis, ano nangyari? Wala bang background story, what happened here? You know, for us to have clearer picture of this episode, how Jesus called Peter, you have to put all the gospel together. At makita natin yung drama, yung scenario, how Jesus called Peter. So interestingly, as, as I look at this, how Jesus called Peter, Jesus and Peter have already have an initial interaction. Hindi lang to. Meron pala pa silang nag-meet, nag-friends na pala sa Facebook sila. Nagkasama sa sila. But let's, let, let me show you how God, Jesus, prepared that encounter. Look at this. Take note, si Brother Andrew, ha? Kapatid niya ay sino? Si Andrew. First, in John chapter 1, Andrew introduced Jesus to Peter. Sabi sa John chapter 1, verse 41, 42. He first found his own brother Simon and said, We have found the Messiah. 
See, Andrew is a follower of John the Baptist. Pero when John the Baptist said, this the Lamb of God, instead of sumulod kay John the Baptist, sumulod kay Jesus. Ang ginawa niya, tinakbuhan niya, pinunta niya si Peter. Sabi niya, we have found the Messiah. And then the first encounter with Jesus and Peter, notice how he brought him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon. Paano nalaman yung pangalan? You are Simon, the son of John. We shall be called Cephas. Pinaltan agad ang pangalan. Siyempre, ito si Peter pa. Shock to big. Jonalyn, ikaw si... First time binigyan, binigyan ng pangalan. This is the first encounter. There's more encounter how bago tinawag ni Jesus si Peter to follow him. The second encounter is very funny. Namamatay yung mother-in-law. May sakit yung mother-in-law ni Peter. May sakit. So sabi dito sa Luke chapter 4, and he rose and left the synagogue and entered Simon's house. Now Simon's mother-in-law was ill with high fever and they appealed to him on her behalf. And he stood over her and rebuked the fever in a leper and immediately she rose and began to serve. Si Peter saw how Jesus healed her mother-in-law. That's the second encounter we see in the scripture. My joke yung teacher ko. Bakit daw binitray ni Jesus ni Peter si Jesus? Bakit? Nabasa niyo bakit? Kasi binuhay daw yung mother-in-law. But here, see here. This is the second encounter where Jesus healed. And Peter saw. Now there is a third encounter. At the time when Jesus was in this town, he was healing the sick, rebuking all the demon possessed. And Peter saw it all. Peter also heard the good news. And in chapter 5, this is the moment where Jesus was preparing to encounter, having that personal encounter. Sabi niya kay Peter, he get into the boat, si Jesus, and tell Peter, Peter, can you push the boat a little so that I can speak? He said here in Luke chapter 5, verse 3, getting into one of the boat, which was Simon, he asked him to put him to up, to ask him to put out a little from the land. And he sat and told and taught the people from the boat. Ngayon, imagine nyo, Peter is with Jesus in the boat. I'm not sure if he's alone. Probably he's alone. So he's sitting down there, teaching. So he's hearing what Jesus is teaching. Now, Peter saw, Peter heard the teaching of Jesus. He witnessed all the miraculous work many times. Surely, at this point, Peter had enough evidence to determine that Jesus is not an ordinary rabbi. He had that sufficient proof to say that this is the Messiah that they were looking for, that they were waiting for. 
Now, if you trace the scripture, notice how Jesus was entering into Peter's life. He was preparing. You know, some, there are times, if you look at people's story, yung mga testimony nila, some people biglang ganon, katulad ni Paul. He was just walking into Damascus, pam, si Jesus dumating. But eto si Peter, dahan-dahan. He slowly introduced himself. At pero at this point, nasa corner na siya. Mag-isa sila sa boat. There was a build-up. Jesus was closing into Peter. Putting him into a place where they will have a personal encounter. And if you read chapter 5, ito ang nangyari. Sabi 5, And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we have toiled all night and took nothing. But your word, I will let, I will, I will let down the nets. And when they have done this, they, in, they enclose a large number of fish. Their nets were breaking. You see, Peter is an experienced fisherman. He knows the river well. The night before, it was a disappointment. Yet when Jesus said, throw on you, go for the bit and throw to your net. Like, excuse pa si Peter. Lord, kagabi na nga kami. Naghanap na nga kami kagabi. Wala nga. O sige, dahil sinabi mo, okay, go, 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 go. And all of a sudden, what happened? Fishes came. Not one, not two, not three. Kung one probably galing. Two, aba, baka lalangoy-langoy lang. Hindi eh. Many, many. Many, many. There's so much fish and to the point that the net will about to break. Now, if you are Peter standing there sowing all those fish to the point he's calling his friend, balik kayo dito, tulungan nyo kami. What will you be happening in your heart? Imagine that you are Peter, alone with Christ. You saw what's happening with the fishes. You heard him speak the good news. You seen him heal the sick. You saw him rebuke the demons. You heard him teaching the kingdom of God. What will be in Peter's heart right now? You know what Peter said? Peter said this, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. Depart from me. He recognized who he is. And even in his presence, Peter knew that he is not deserving to be before him. He said to Jesus, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. You know these statements is the same as Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5, he said, I said, hold to me, for I am I'm lost, for I am a man of unclean lips. I dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, for my eye have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. With all the things that are happening, now he's standing there before, he's, he's there and he bowed down, he's before the Lord and King. But you know what? If you refer to other verses, he says, what Jesus said is this. Do not be afraid. For now you will be catching men. In the other gospel, he said, follow me. 
I will make you fishermen. You know, this first follow me was an invitation. And this leads me to the first point. It's an invitation to a deep relationship. An invitation to a shared life and purpose. At ancient time, when teachers and masters would invite someone to follow, it means that, you know, if I call you to follow me, I will train you, I will teach you, you will live me, with me, we will journey together, so at the end, you will become like me. And when Jesus is saying this to Peter, follow me, I said, you be with me, you join me, I will eat with you, I will teach you, I will guide you so that you'll be like me. It's a close relationship. In those times, the culture, when a master selects an apprentice, you mga teachers of the law, those rabbi, when they select someone, they only select the best. They have to pass certain criteria. And those who pass are allowed to follow. Dapat memorize ang Torah, dapat to, dapat yan, lahat. However, look at how, how Jesus called Peter. He was an imperfect person. He's so undeserving yet. Jesus called him. Despite of Peter's unworthiness, despite of Peter's sinfulness, despite of Peter's past and failure, Jesus went to him and said, follow me. You know, in this narrative, it reminds us of God's mercy, God's grace. Jesus expressed and given second chance opportunity for someone who's undeserving. He shown mercy and grace to Peter. And look at all the disciples. Not, of the, not all of them are perfect. I would say all of them are imperfect. Yet Jesus showed mercy and grace and invited them to a close relationship with him. Now, it reminds us of our story. Who among you are perfect? Taas ang kamay. Who among you, sa tingin nyo, kung perfect ang katabi mo, ituro mo. Sige, ituro mo. Ayan, may nagtuturoan. No one would say we're perfect. Sa, iba pa nga sa atin, naging chichismis eh. We have all a past. We have all made a mistake. Yet what? Jesus reached out to you. He said, follow me. What is that? That's mercy. Grace of the Lord. And as I look on this, sometimes God uses struggles in life to reveal himself. You see, he did not caught any fish. He used that opportunity to reveal himself. There are times that God would cause us to remind us, cause us to have the deeper walk with him. To follow me means to have a deep relationship with Jesus. Secondly, the first thing we learn is this. When Jesus said, follow me, it's a call to have a deep relationship. Second, when Jesus said, follow me, 
It's a call to a costly path. A demand for uncompromising allegiance. You see, following Jesus is costly. Following Jesus is costly. It, it would demand our whole life. David Platt say, the road that leads to heaven is risky, lonely, and costly in this world. And few are willing to pay the price. Following Jesus involves losing your life and finding a new life in him. Yet if you look in the scripture, we see many people fail to understand and comprehend this truth that following Jesus would be costly. Even today, at times, we miss out this. We forgot that following Jesus is costly. You know, as I look and glance on those people who follow Jesus, you just look at the gospel. There's many kind of people who follow Jesus, and I would like to share a few of them. First, the teachers of the law. See, the teachers of the law follow Jesus. My intention sila. Ang intention nila is even intention. They want to trap Jesus so that they can catch him. There's another group who follow Jesus, the crowd. In Matthew 4, 25, it says here, a great crowd follow him from Galilee, from Decapolis, from Jerusalem, from Judea, and from beyond the Jordan. This great crowd that following Jesus. Kasi naging sikat siya. Marami na siyang followers. Pag sa Instagram yan, marami ng followers. Great crowd. And this crowd were following Jesus because of their needs and their wants. Some want to be healed. Some want to see and watch Jesus do miraculous work. Some wanted to be fed. Baagutom. Sabi nila ba, ay, ayun, yung grupo na yun, meron silang pagkain. Sunod ka doon. Nagmumultiply sila ng food doon. Baka ibagutom. So some people want, this crowd are just, some of them are just merely following the crowd. Kasi in. Sikat si Jesus, si in siya. Di, sumunod rin ako. However, if you notice how they, they, they live, at the later part, when Jesus was on trial, none one of, not one of them rose up. They changed the allegiance. Nakinig agad sa mga teachers of the law. Why? Because they're merely following with certain motive. And also, there's those who are following Jesus. But when there's certain teaching are taught, they will leave Jesus. We can find that in John chapter 6. Sabi doon, after this, many of his disciples turn back and no longer followed and walk with him. Because Jesus starting to teach tough things, hard truth about following him. Pero hindi yan sa akin yan. Hindi yan. Namimili. You see, this group of people follow Jesus because of other selfish motive. Other motive. Maybe not selfish. Maybe there's a need. Nothing wrong with that. Other motives. There's other attitudes where people follow Jesus. And what I highlight in Matthew 8, in here, it says here, Now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to go over to the other side in verse 19. It says here, And a scribe came up and said to him, Teacher, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Parang boyfriend. Pag may nagliligay, susunod ako. Hanggang saan man. 
This guy, this, this scribe, said, Teacher, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have hosts, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. You know what? Jesus telling him the hard truth of what it means to follow him. Pag sumunod ka, wala kang maukuha. In terms of this, pag sumunod ka, you will have a hard time. He's telling this scribe. You know why? Because this scribe, if you study the conflict between Jesus and this scribe, the constant conflict, itong mga scribe ay plastic. Jesus knew the heart of this scribe. He was just religious. He's insincere. Ang ganda ng words. Pero deep in his heart, faith. His words might be beautiful, but he's not truly sincere. If you read Matthew 23, basahin nyo Matthew 23, this is what he said, this scribe, he said, you preach, but do not practice. Sabi ni Jesus sa kanila ganito, in Matthew 23, verse 25, who to you, scribe and Pharisees, hypocrites, for, your, for you clean at the outside of the cup, and the plate, but inside are full of greed and self-indulgence. You see, this scribe is superficial. Sabihin mo sa katabi mo, superficial. Hindi superman. Superficial. They just want to follow because it's for show. Because it's expected for them to act holy and behave holy. And the next person, read here, I want to show you. Suddenly, may nakarinig. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, follow me and leave the dead to bury his own dead. Now, if you look at this text, parang, hindi ba? Wala bang sympathy si Jesus? Ililibing lang eh. Ngayon, you have to understand, sometimes when we look at the text, we bring our own ideas. When, G, when these disciples said, let me first go and bury my father, he was speaking in idioms. During that time, in Middle Eastern time, when he said, let me first bury my father, what he meant is this, my father is still alive, I will do what necessary to, what I need to do as a filial son, so let me do everything he wants me to do, to do all my ma- family matters. Pag namatay na siya, doon ako susunod sa iyo. Ayun ang ibig sabihin ng text ito. Buhay pa ang tatay. Pero sabi niya, Jesus, I will follow you, but wait, I will do all these things first. I will do what's necessary to be a filial son, uh, someone that's good son. Pero pag na, ano na siya, approve. Doon ako susunod. No specific date, no specific week, no specific month or year. You see, notice how this disciple made an excuse. He was simply delaying his following to Jesus. He have a wrong priority. And he wants to follow Jesus 
in his own term. When you put them all together, see the teachers of the law have an evil intention. The crowd have their own other motives. The scribe is superficial. They're just following because it's just, because it's part of my religious work. The disciple that who said those words are just following Jesus in his own terms. Now let's ask ourselves, Am I one of this person, of this character? Sana hindi yung una, ha? Am I one of this person? Because if we truly desire to follow Jesus, it will be costly. Jesus said this. Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let me read. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You know, I was having a hard time to, to, to do the sermon of this point. It took me hours. I'm trying to find an angle na mas, para mas smooth ang dating. Pero hindi eh. Ang hira, pag binasa mo, straightforward, that's what Jesus said. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. What does it mean? It means that your uncompromising allegiance and commitment. It means you are called to be loyal. If you are called to be loyal, you have a consequence. And the consequence is this. Self-denial, take up the cross and follow me. You get married. There's a consequence of getting married. Do you know that? Good and bad. When you get married, hindi ka na pwede maghanap ng iba. That's a consequence. Tama? And when Jesus said, follow me, you follow me. The consequence is this, self-denial, take up the cross and call, and it's a, take up the cross and follow me. It means a call to die to self. Let's ask ourselves, because if we desire to rebuild our life, we have to really embrace even the hard truth of Jesus. When he teach the truth, he will tell you the hard truth. I was trying to prepare this nicely, but I couldn't find any angle to make it smooth. It has to be real because this is what Jesus said. You want to follow me? Self-denial, take up the cross. It's a call to die of self. It's a call of surrender. Uh, let's ask ourselves what errors in our life that Jesus are telling us to put unto death. What's errors in our life that's competing that loyalty we have with Jesus? What God is telling us today? Is it any hidden sin that God is saying, let it go? Is it hidden bitterness towards someone? Is it any dreams and even desires we have? I've said nothing wrong of dreams and desire, but it had to be aligned into His will. Is it comfort or certain lifestyle? Is it God telling us to let go of a wrong relationship? Is it God telling us to let go of our time so that our time can be given to Him? Is, it, is, it the, is God telling us to surrender our pride? Is God telling us to surrender our desire to be accepted by the world? Is it God's desire? Is God telling us to surrender our whole life and our hearts? You know, the young rich ruler... He came to Jesus and said, Jesus, 
How can I inherit the kingdom of God? I've done all the things. I've done all the law. I've been very, very, very good boy. Tell me what should I do? And what did Jesus said? Jesus said, sell all your possession, give to the poor, and you will have the treasure in heaven and come and follow me. You know, Jesus don't need all those treasure. Jesus don't need all those gifts that, the, that this rich man have. What Jesus wants is his life in his heart. And Jesus knows what's the critical area, bullseye to hit this person. It's easy to have a fine line, nagbagagawa ka ng linya, Lord, eto, I have done this. I'm a good Christian, mabait ako. But God wants what? He wants the whole life. He wants our whole life. Because if we desire to rebuild a life, it's a life of discipleship. A life that He will build His blueprint, His purpose in our life. Many years back, when I was newly wed, yung pastora ni Iwok sa Pilipinas came to Singapore. She came to Singapore because may free ticket. Buti pa siya, no? Free ticket. Sumunod siya sa kaibigan niya. And of course, excited kami kasi namit ko na siya before but excited kami na to just bring him around, her around sa Singapore. Ang pangaral niya rin, Gloria. Kaya sikat ang Gloria. Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Kaya pag nagkaanak yung babae, Gloria na rin. Magiging pastor yun. So this pastor came And he said he had no idea why she came to Singapore. Sumunod lang siya sa kaibigan niya dahil free yung ticket. Sabi ko, wow. And when I was there, inikot namin. So she's, she, I'm just talking to her, but deep in my heart, I know I have a calling. That God is calling me for full time. But there was a struggle in me. There's a struggle happening in my, in my heart because I don't want to let go. I don't want to follow His call. I have a life. Lord, my life ako. So we were walking. Then pumunta kami sa MBS. Alam mo MBS? Ba't kayo natatawa? Bakit? Alam niyo MBS? Maraming nagbabike doon. So we just sat down there and just talking. We were talking about ministry, a lot of things. We just sat down there, umupo kami. Alam mo yung may fountain na gaganon-ganon? Pag umupo ka doon, mamamangha ka sa beauty. Sabi, wow, social. See the skyline. Yung nagbobot. That time may nagbobot pa eh. Tapos nanonood kami ng yung fountain. So we were just sitting down there, talking. He said, you know, Ruel, hindi ko alam bakit ako dinalas dito Singapore. Eh. Anong purpose ko eh? Hindi lang naman ako pumunta rito para mag-exercise. Kasi na, namangha siya doon sa exercise sa baba. Sabi, gym daw yun. Sabi, hindi gym yun. But he, so we were talking in. Suddenly, she turned to me. Ruel. Kaya paminsan ang hirap tumabi sa pastor eh. Hindi mo alam masasabihin. Kasi Ruel, Ruel Ewoks, 
If the Lord is telling you to do something, obey it. His, his calling is irrevocable. Obey it. Wala akong sinabi sa kanya, magpo-full-time ako, wala akong sinabi sa kanya. And then suddenly, nandun kami sa MBS, ang ganda. And then, wrong timing. <laughs> Obey it. Then suddenly, she said, now alam ko na bakit ako pinadala dito sa Singapore. Obey it. There are times that God will speak to each all of our hearts. And then we have to make a decision whether we obey our own wants or needs or desire or obey His will for our life. Because sometimes we follow Jesus in our own terms, not in His terms. Susunod lang kami, Lord, pag everything is okay, ha? You know, I have my own timeline that time. What I want is I want to have, I want to save enough. I want to have a nice home. Yan ang mga plano ko. Pag nice home na ko, tapos pag si, si Iwok sa inag-anak na ng lima, lumaki na sila. Hindi naman lima, dal- dalawa, tatlo, tatlo. Pag mayroon na kaming anak at lumaki na, doon ako susunod. Doon ako susunod. Yun ang terms ko. Doon ako susunod. But you know, Jesus called me when Levi was six months old. It was so convicting in my heart that I cannot shake it that I have to make a decision whether I love myself or love Jesus more. It was a struggle. It was a struggle for not days, but years. Years. And there will be a point of time when we are confronted by the truth. Deny yourself. Carry the cross and follow me. I'm not boasting because I have done it. No, because it's God's grace. But I'm just sharing you there are times we struggle. But when you follow His way, when you follow and surrender His, to your life to Him, He's faithful to sustain you. Seek ye first thy kingdom of God and His righteousness. In all these things, what's all these things? Your need, He will supply but more than even what you imagine he will provide. We just simply have to surrender to him. After I became a pastor, there's one time naglakad uli kami doon. Dala-dala ko sa stroller. Doon uli, kami dalawa lang ni Iwos tsaka si Levi. Tinitingnan ko yung mga skyline. Siyempre, pumasok sa isip ko, what if hindi ako nagpastor? Baka nandun na ako, big boss, yabang. There's a thought in my heart, what if? But you know, Jesus is more precious because I have given me best life that no money can ever buy. That relationship with Him and a renewed purpose. You see, Jesus, when he said, follow me, is a call for us a deep relationship. Second, is a call for us to pursue a call, of a, a call to a costly path. And lastly, I want to end this. When Jesus said, follow me, it's a call to press on. A posture of humble submission. If you know long enough, if you've been following Jesus long enough, 
walking, being a disciple, a sincere disciple of Jesus, it's never been easy. And many times we fail. And many times we disappoint Jesus. And there are times we realize that if we're not careful, we will lose our way. We can become like that rabbi, that scribe who's superficial. He was superficial. We can become so religious that we just go to the routine of coming to church. But deep inside of heart, we're not sincere. Or there are times that we can become like the disciples who's following Jesus based on our own terms. You know, Peter tried to follow Jesus in his own terms, in his own ability and strength. That's why he came to Jesus and said to Jesus, no, Lord, I will follow you and I will lay down my life for you. Parang kanta na naman. But we know what happened. Peter denied Jesus three times. But if you look at the last chapter of John, you will, you will see this beautiful word, follow me, once again. This word, follow me, let me read to you in verse 18 in chapter 21. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and other will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show that what kind of death he will, he will have was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. Peter failed God. And Jesus came once again and said, follow me. The word follow me in this context is a word of encouragement, a word of hope, a word of restoration, a word, a call to press on, despite of the setback, despite that you have failed. Peter failed because he did it at first with his own strength. But now he learned what is truly to follow Jesus, is to be simply a composure of humility and helplessness. Kaya ginamit ni Jesus ang isang matanda. Sino nag-alaga before ng matanda dito? Madali o mahirap? Mahirap. And sometimes, ayaw, sumunod. No, I don't want to eat. No, I don't want to pee-pee. They, they have their own, but they have to do it. And here, see how Jesus used an example of one who is weak, one who have totally dependent, one who is submitted to someone else's will, one who is helpless. See, Jesus was teaching Peter, if you want to follow me, you have to have that humble composure, humility, that you are no longer be by your own strength, but in the strength of God. Ability to trust, even though we don't understand. You see, Jesus promised to give us the Holy Spirit to help us, to guide us, to empower us. At times we fail, 
at times we don't know the way, the Holy Spirit will remind us which way to go. And we have his word. The Holy Spirit will empower us. At times we are weak and want to give up. Holy Spirit is there. Guiding us. I don't know if you have failed. And as you ponder on this. Peter denied Jesus. We might have denied Jesus many times. But yet still Jesus said. Follow me. You know, an invitation of Jesus to follow is a powerful and a transformational call to an intimate relationship with him. And if we desire to rebuild our life, a life that's abundant and God-glorifying, we need to heed and listen to his call and follow Jesus' invitation to follow me. As I conclude... When Jesus says, follow me, it's a call to a deep relationship, an invitation of a shared life and purpose, a call to a costly path of life of surrender and loyalty to the Lord. Follow me is also a call to press on a humble submission. You know, rebuilding our life Begins what Pastor Dre said by our identity. But it's continued on as we imitate Jesus more and more. I like to end this with what Billy Graham said. When we come to Christ, we're no longer the most important person in the world to us. Christ is. Instead of living only for ourselves, we have a higher goal to live for Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that you are leading us, O oh God, that you are calling us to follow you. You're calling us to have a deeper relationship and intimacy with you. You're inviting us to that journey, to that walk, that you may share your life in purpose to us. At the same time, you're you are calling us to, a, to, to go to a costly path that you require an uncompromising allegiance and loyalty to you. But we know at times we are unable to achieve those and we are sorry. But we thank you for your mercy and your grace. But there are times we fail you yet you still give a second chance, third chance, fourth chance on how you have called Peter to follow you still even we have failed you. You have called each one to press on. Salamat, Panginoon. Lord, as we rebuild our life, may we rebuild our life by following you. 
how we invite the worship team. If this is your prayer, if you desire and it's your prayer to follow Jesus, let this all minister to each one of us. Let it be our prayer.
right now Jesus is calling you, inviting you to follow him. I'm also speaking to a group of people. You've been Christian for many years, but you've been following Jesus in your own terms. In your own terms. I pray for the Holy Spirit to convict all of our hearts to reveal the condition of our heart. Am I following Jesus in my own terms? Or am I following Jesus in your own terms, Jesus? May there be repentance and brokenness and submission. The third group of people I'm speaking that I'll be speaking to those who who feel disappointed. I have never left uh, feel so disappointed that because it seems they have failed Jesus many times. Brother if, or sister, if you are that person, yes, you have failed, but Jesus calls you to press on. Peter denied Jesus three times and still Jesus said, follow me. Stand up. Follow me. He's calling you to restore that love, restore, come to the Lord, experience His mercy and His grace one against, again. Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts. Speak to us, O great shepherd. John chapter 10 verse 27 says the sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me as God's flock may we listen to his voice and follow great shepherd Jesus our Savior Hallelujah I will follow you we thank you for your love I will follow you
Just raise our hand and receive the benediction. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. Lord, we thank you for this day that we can encounter you in a powerful way as we study your word. Remind us that you are calling each one of us. No matter how long we are being a Christian, you are calling us to a rebuilt life, a life in discipleship, following you, imitating you in the rest of our lives. Salamat, Panginoon. May our life, Lord, bring glory to you. We give you glory and honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, everybody say, Amen, Amen. Let's give the Lord our clap offering. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us in our online service. Um, once again, we would like to invite you to join us some morning prayers. I mean, 40-day fasting morning prayer at 5 a.m. You can refer your links to uh, posting. The same time, do join us next week sa online worship service. God, God bless everyone. See you soon.